Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. Um, that is actually the dream. If it's important to you, you're going to find a way. You won't have to look for a resource. You will become resourceful. You don't count how many breaths you take. You don't count it. You get to a point where you don't count it. You just do whatever it takes to get whatever you want. We did not come this far to just break down and lose now. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. You have an opportunity to your future. What do you want and how do you want it? And if it doesn't make you a little afraid, then you ain't playing big enough. See, if you don't program your mind, your mind will be programmed because human beings are goal-oriented. That's why we die of broken hearts early. That's why we're running through life to early grades. We're going through life, ladies and gentlemen, in quiet desperation. Most of us go through life running scared. After today, everything is about to change. Because change starts with you. You must know. You gotta know that you're gonna get there. But most importantly, most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, work like hell. Crack the ground and keep moving. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Today is what's promised to you. How are you living your life right now? When you wake up in the morning, I, I expect to win. I expect it to be a great day. Listen to me very closely. I do not get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to lose. Look at how far you've come. Nobody wants to disappear for three months, four months, six months, and get into a place where you can focus on just you. You get to choose how your mind serves you. And when you wake up every single morning, you gotta live like your breath is about to leave your body. You gotta live like this day is your last day. Every single day, you gotta maximize everything on the inside. 
of destiny. When the rest of the world shuts you down, you've got to be the one to stand up, shout out, cry out, stand tall, work hard, dig deep, and go after it. Dreams don't stop people. You have to disappear and put the work in and come back and shock everybody that doubted you. Start unknown. Finish unforgettable. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose, because the process should be exactly the same. Whether you win or you lose, is you go back and you look and you find things that you could have done better, you find things that you've done well that worked, you figure out how did they work, why did they work, and how can you make them work again. It's time to pull that energy from fear, doubt, anxiety, out of competition and comparison. If you're gonna get it done, I need you to listen and focus. The people that are living their dream are finding winners to attach themselves to. The people that are living their dreams are the people that know that it's, if it's going to happen, it's up to them. And they're resolving within themselves, it's not over until I win. You want to lose in culture. You've been in a generation after generation after generation of losing. You're like, eat, I'm dying. When you wake up in the morning, I, I expect to win. I expect it to be a great day. Listen to me very closely. I do not get up at three o'clock in the morning to lose. Expect to be successful. Expect it to be positive. When you set out for a goal, expect that it's gonna happen. That's all I need you to do. Number one, expect it to happen. I'm gonna show you how great I am. You will never win the battle if you don't get up. Getting knocked down does not mean that you stay down. Getting knocked down doesn't mean that you're not breathing. Getting knocked down doesn't mean that it's over. Getting knocked down doesn't mean that you just stay on your back because that ground is hard and it's cold. You better learn how to get up. It's necessary that you associate with winners, that you work your system, that you are relentless, that you never give up. It's you. You've got to take personal responsibility. You've got to make it your personal business to make it happen. And you've got to resolve within yourself that I can do this, that it's hard. But you've got to say, it's not over until I win. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. I am ready to be a winner. I deserve to be a winner. I am destined. I am destined to be a winner. From this day forward, all I know is winning. Listen to me. I am determined, come hell or high water, to win. We win because we are disciplined. We will not falter. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, and if you're glad to sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, with the help of God, you'll get it. We did not come this far to just break down and lose now. I'm a winner. I'm going to win.
sometimes you got to take a break from just about everything disappear come back and shock the world I'm talking to that athlete I'm talking to that administrator I'm talking to that nurse that doctor I'm talking to that student I'm talking to that communicator I'm talking to that pioneer that inventor I'm talking to that entrepreneur I'm talking to that preacher I'm talking to that person who refuses to stay where they are I'm talking to that person that doesn't have a problem laying in obscurity because you know that when you come out of the dark room all eyes on you we live in a culture of busyness distraction and noise and sometimes the only way something's going to change is if we disappear sometimes you gotta delete the app sometimes you have to walk away Sometimes you have to fall back into the dark room and focus on you. Everybody wants destiny. Everybody wants manifestation. Everybody wants fulfillment. Everybody wants the next level and the relationship and a higher quality of living. But nobody wants to eliminate distractions. Nobody wants to disappear for three months, four months, six months and get into a place where you can focus on just you. What if you could just shut out every distraction? What if you could just shut out the world for just a season and focus on you? A man is rewarded in public for what he does in private. Can you unplug for just a moment and focus on you, focus on what matters? Why are you here? What is your destiny? The, the reason why you don't see it, the reason why it has not manifested, the reason why you are so frustrated is because you have not been willing to forsake all that you've been called to forsake and to follow through behind closed doors. Sure, you can talk about it. Sure, you can plan it. Sure, you can write it down. Sure, you can go to the conference and hear about it. You can read about it. But at some juncture, you have to disappear and put the work in and come back and shock everybody that doubted you. I'm talking to that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who feels the fire in their belly. It's time for you to shock the world. You may have to sleep in your car. You may have to go without food. You may have to bounce around from couch to couch. You may have to sacrifice like nobody in your family ever has. But can you do it behind the scenes when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching, when nobody understands the measure of passion that you carry? Can you keep going? Don't stop! You're right there! the process in the dark room that prepares us and equips us for the stages of destiny it's time to get real it's time to get raw it's time to look ourselves in the mirror and come to the resolve that this version of ourself is not going to carry us in the stretch that I've been this version of myself long enough that if I don't change if I don't do something about this then I'm gonna find myself bankrupt. Some of the most monumental and transformational portraits and pictures that we've ever seen were developed in the dark room. 
We celebrate athletes and we celebrate critical thinkers and innovators and actors and we praise them and coin them our heroes and we follow them by the millions. We love what they do in public, but you don't know the story behind the glory. You don't know the blood, the sweat. You didn't see the tears that they cried, the prayers that they prayed, the countless weeks where they went without sleep to get where they are. One of the greatest tragedies in life is to live and not know why you're living. I'm just wondering if there's anybody here that wants their future, that wants to fulfill their destiny, that wants to manifest, that wants to walk in discipline and determination. I'm just wondering, is there anybody here that's willing to disappear? Are you willing to forsake all distractions? Can you hide yourself in the library? Can you hide yourself in the gym? Can you hide yourself in the boardroom and plan and caucus and do what's required behind the scenes in order to manifest the moment? Can you hide yourself in your books? Can you hide yourself in your closet? Can you hide yourself in the prayer rooms? Can you hide yourself? We have this passion to be in the public eye, but no patience to do the work behind the scenes. Stop telling the world what you are about to do. Steve Jobs once said, we do not say anything about future products. We work on them in secret and then we release them to the world. We only have so much real estate in our minds, in our hearts. We only have so much bandwidth in our mental capacity. And the more distractions, the more delusions, the more negativity that we allow to take up real estate in our hearts and in our minds, the less energy we have to fulfill the call, to fulfill destiny, to manifest the idea. Everything that you think about, that you meditate on, everything that has to your attention has to be worth your time. So now it's time to navigate and do an appraisal of everything that's in our life, everything and everybody in our life. Time to do an appraisal and ask them this question. Are you worth my time? If you're not, it's time to unplug. Time to unplug. Time to unplug. I'm just wondering if there's anybody that can hear my voice right now that has come to the end of themselves and they are willing to eliminate distractions. They are willing to delete social media apps if they have to. They are willing to walk away from everything that is distracted, everything that has diluted your devotion and your determination, every disease and dysfunction and disorder that has pulled you from destiny after you have heard it, after you have received it. After you have written it down, after you have spoken it once, do what is required to manifest it into reality. If you can see it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. Stop telling everybody what you're going to do. Stop telling everybody what your next move is and just disappear and do the work that is required. Don't be bitter. Don't be frustrated. Listen, just remain faithful behind the scenes. Promotion is coming. Stages and opportunities are being prepared right now as you sacrifice in secret, as you put the work in in the dark room, as you do what is required to hold in your hand what you see in your hand. 
when no one is there to affirm you, when nobody's there to validate you, when nobody is there to agree with you, you build in the dark and you announce it when it's finished. You don't have time to waste. So I need you to put in a thousand percent every single day. I was the baddest person to ever live. Doesn't go away, man. You gotta wake up, even though you retired, you never retired. You're setting the example every single day of your life about having a savage mentality. Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what real beasts do. Everybody gets excited. E.T., the guru story, but nobody wants to get up at three o'clock. Things in life are gonna get really fucking hard. And you're gonna wanna quit. Win, lose, or draw. Still gotta wake up tomorrow and go to fucking work. If you truly want that greatness, you got to work hard. You got to dig a little bit deeper. You got to find it. You got to go after it. Because it's not looking for you. Success is not looking for you. You got to go get it. Not always gonna feel like doing what you're supposed to do. That's when you gotta do it anyways. Success is not going to be handed to you. Nobody owes you anything. When you are hungry, when you are no longer full, when you are no longer satisfied with where you are and you raise your standards, it is only then that you can have your future. What's gonna separate you is when it's beast time, when it's, when it's war time, you gotta get up and make it happen. Push with everything you got. Tell excuses to step aside. Let weakness know that it is not welcome in your house because the opportunities are yours. Go get it, go get it now. Like for real, you walk out of here pumped up, fired up, you get some new information, you're ready. Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts do. Because not only do I want to be a beast, if you follow my 24 hours, I do what beasts do. The one mentality that you must have in life is that regardless of what's in front of you, you still must grind. A hard-working mother You can't go wrong with that mentality. People tell me all the time, it's hard to get wealthy. It's hard to grind. It's hard to be focused. How do you even do these speeches? It's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to stay broke. It's hard to stay depressed. It's hard to stay governed by anxiety. It's hard to be inconsistent. It's hard not to have daily disciplines. It's hard not to believe in yourself. It's hard to be broke. It's hard to be poor. It's hard. It's all hard. So choose your heart. You either gonna work for it, or you gonna sit there and let life knock you down and dare you to get back up. It's hard to practice perseverance. It's hard to be an introvert. It's hard to be an extrovert. Singleness can be difficult. Marriage can be difficult. Raising your children on your own can be difficult. It's hard to wake up early. It's hard to wake up late. 
but there's a reward on the other side of waking up early. If you wake up late, you've lost too much daylight. What somebody else did before you woke up, now you only have a fraction of the day to get it done. There's a reward on the other side of one pain, and there is regret on the other side of the other pain. And if you're going to win the reward, you're going to have to persevere. You're going to need endurance. You're going to need to be consistent. And on the other end of the pendulum, there is the pain of regret, where you did nothing because you were afraid you would make a mistake. The pain of regret will hurt you. So choose your heart. Make a decision. I want the pain of finishing something. I want the pain of persevering. Give me the pain of forgiving my haters. Give me the pain of forgiving people that tried to kill me. Give me the pain of letting it go. Give me the pain of growth. Give me the pain of acquiring new skill sets and talents. Give me the pain of managing my time well. Give me the pain of waking up early. Give me the pain of praying when I didn't feel like it. Forgiving when I didn't feel like it. Letting go. Give me the pain. I'll take that pain because of the other side of that pain, there is a reward. Every single day of my life, I'll take reward over regrets. Will you keep sleeping on your potential? Or will you wake up and make it happen? Choose your pain today. The anguish, the irritation, the frustration that you feel today will be your strength to leap walls tomorrow, to leap hurdles tomorrow, to champion the day tomorrow. So you gotta turn your pain into progress. You gotta learn how to turn your pain into power. I want you to take a long, hard look at the people you surround yourself with. You can't expect to become a millionaire when you're hanging out with drug addicts. You cannot expect to become the absolute highest level version of yourself if you surround yourself with people that never want to see you do better than them. Wake the fuck up. The goals that you want to achieve in your life are your f***ing goals and nobody else's. Hundreds of people give up on their goals on a daily basis. And it's usually because they realized quickly after starting their journeys that they're alone. Nobody's waking them up in the morning. Nobody's pushing them when they start to make excuses. And nobody's patting them on the back when they hit a milestone. So whatever you want to achieve in life, maybe it's losing a certain amount of weight to become the best version of yourself. Maybe it's building a business to provide financial freedom for your family and to travel the world. Or maybe it's just being a better father, mother, or partner for your spouse. Whatever it is, it's all on you. And the quicker you realize that nobody's going to come and hold your f***ing hand through life, through this journey, the faster you will start to see success. Stop relying on outside sources of inspiration, motivation, and support to f***ing get you there. Put your goddamn head down and take charge of your f***ing life. And this shit's gonna mess with your head, but sometimes this means you need to let go of the people that you think are your closest friends. This means you might have to let go of the people that are the closest family members to you. 
you might have to let go of your mom, or your dad, or your brothers, or your sisters, or that best friend you've had since first grade. They might not be bad people, but you need to understand that some people just aren't meant to be in your life long term. They're not meant to help you get to the highest level of yourself. If every time you go to better yourself, somebody hits you with a line like, why would you want to do that? You need to find another social circle. You need to make a shift and surround yourself with people that challenge you to grow. You gotta surround yourself with lions. You gotta surround yourself with fucking wolves. With people that are gonna push you to be the absolute best fucking version of yourself. That people are gonna push you to your absolute fucking breaking point. Because you can only grow when you're uncomfortable. I don't know about you, but I would much rather be a unique fucking wolf in a field full of sheep than a sheep blending in with the others. Here we are, a new year, another opportunity, an opportunity of a lifetime. This is the year that we said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be stronger instead of fearful. This is my Today you have an opportunity to chart a new path. So do me a favor. Step into your new you. Step into your new year. Because success is waiting for you. And the thing you gotta ask yourself is, am I gonna repeat my history or will I blaze a new trail? Today, you have a chance to get up and attack your goals. Let this be the year of no regrets. The real you is breathing down your neck, begging you to manifest. It's got to be a lifestyle change. When you shift your paradigm, when you shift your thinking, only then... What you see in your head, you will hold in your hand. Motivation has an expiration date. And when motivation dies, discipline must take its place. Because when motivation dies, you are left talking and not doing. The only way you're going to do is if discipline takes the place of your motivation. This is your year, because you are still in it. Get to work! Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. A new year. Another opportunity. An opportunity of a lifetime. This is the year that we said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be stronger 
I'm gonna learn to get up faster instead of just taking my time. I'm gonna stop pretending and giving all of these false promises and just go about my life the best way I know how. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to let you know right now if you're thinking about the new year, new you mentality, this is not the time to hold on to those false promises. Because you have got to recognize that every year is moving on. And you got to learn how to adapt to every situation that you may embark on. Too many times you have said, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna change. But have you really changed? Have you done better with your life? Have you continued down that path of making the same mistakes and the same excuses day in and day out? When are you gonna realize that you don't have a lot of time to waste? When are you gonna recognize that this is the moment of a lifetime for you? When are you gonna recognize that you don't have much time to waste on saying something that you have yet to do? Are you willing to use what you've got to get what you want? Let this be the year of no regrets. Let this be the year that you experience authentic happiness. What if you changed your idea of selfish and started doing more of what feels good to you? Don't let negative people disrupt your peace because your peace is priceless. Your peace sparks your creativity. Your peace attracts goodness and abundance into your life. So don't give an outsider the power to determine your level of peace and happiness. Let this be the year that you make bold and life-changing decisions. Sometimes in order to grow, you've got to be willing to let go of your desire for comfort. At some point, you have to ask yourself, am I holding on to this because it's making me happy, because it's fulfilling, or am I holding on to this because it's familiar and I'm afraid of the unknown? Today I'm challenging you to look at your patterns, your way of thinking, and who you surrounded yourself with. I'm willing to bet you will find a couple of habits, beliefs, thought patterns, and situations that are not aligned with the vision that you have for your life. So what can I count on you to do? What can I count on you to achieve? What hurdle can I count on you to jump over? Listen, your future self is waiting for you to show up and max out every opportunity that comes your way. Because when you make it to the top, you're going to appreciate the fact that you didn't quit. You've come too far to go back. Self-pity is not a strategy. 
No, you have to commit to doing something that will get you one step closer to where you desire to be. Nothing will change if you are not willing to change. Success doesn't happen overnight. You have to plan for it. You have to work for it. You have to fight for it. You have to put in some sweat equity. You have to be willing to make some sacrifices. And you can't be distracted by your results or your lack of results. Of course you want success to happen quickly. We all do. But what most people don't realize is that true success requires intention and consistency. Snap out of it! You got work to do! Sometimes you need to go find a mirror and tell yourself with tears in your eyes, I am the problem. Once we stop accusing everybody else for our inconsistency and our lack of execution, all of a sudden the world opens up. When you shift your thinking, only then what you see in your head, you will hold in your hand. Every day, I wake up and think of my ideal life. I have so many goals that I want to accomplish. I have so much that I want to do. I have a vision of my life. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be. At times, I get overwhelmed. And I become so impatient with myself. I truly feel sometimes I'm just falling behind. I feel at times the clock is winding down. It truly is a struggle to stay positive and motivated. Sometimes, like most people, I want to throw in the towel and just give up. Sometimes it just feels like there's just no use. There's just too much ground to cover. I need to cover it so that I can get where I need to be. I need to constantly remind myself over and over again, I am not yet where I want to be, but I know I'll get there. I am not where I want to be, but I am so grateful I am not where I used to be. I am talking to those people that are just about to give up, that are just about to lose all hope. I am here, ladies and gentlemen, to cheer you on, to let you know that you, you, my friends, are going to get there. You are going to get that promotion. You are going to complete that marathon and you are going to run for your life. Whatever you are working towards, you are going to get there. But you got to get crystal clear what it is you want. What it is that you are seeking for, what it is you truly want. You must know, you've got to know that you're going to get there. But most importantly, most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, work like hell. Crack the ground and keep moving. Make the ground shake, crack the world, get it going, don't let nothing stop you. I am pleading with you, when the rest of the world shuts you down, 
You've got to be the one to stand up, shout out, cry out, stand tall, work hard, dig deep, and go after it. There's nothing going to stop me. If you didn't make me, you can't break me. If you didn't make the sun come up, you can't stop me. If you didn't make the moon shine at night, you can't stop me. My purpose, my will, my dedication, my motivation is all about doing the business because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm about. I'm about that business. I'm about that life. What are you about? I need to constantly remind myself I'm not yet where I want to be. But I know I'll get there. I'm not where I want to be. But I am grateful. I am so grateful that I'm not where I used to be. I keep thinking to myself that I'm never going to be good enough. Doesn't matter what I do. How many battles I've won, how much I've overcome, how much I've achieved. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I'm undeserving because I haven't pushed myself enough. I look back sometimes at moments of regrets in my past. I wish I had made better decisions in my life. I truly do. If only I had pushed just a little bit more, did a little bit better, just an inch, just a fraction of an inch is all I needed to give. I know, ladies and gentlemen, there are moments in your life you've experienced it too. You didn't rise up to the challenge when, when it called for you. You didn't rise up to the challenge because you were afraid of it. You could have just given a little bit more effort, but you wasn't prepared for the effort because you weren't built for it. And this is the time when you have to recognize what is necessary to get the job done right. It's very difficult, I know, because you keep telling yourself over and over again, you're just not there yet. I'm not where I want to be, but please, please listen to me. You need to remind yourself. You may not be where you want to be, but look, look how far you've come. Look how far you've gone. With all of the circumstances you've been through in your life, everything that you have been through, everything that has came at you and knocked you down and put you down on the ground, but you're not under the ground. So now you got to rise up, ladies and gentlemen, and push forward and go after it. Look at how far you've come, how much you had to overcome, how many battles that you had to face just to get here. Just look at everything you've achieved. Just when you thought you were out, something pulled you back up. Your willpower, your faith, whatever it was, you got to where you needed to be. You have to know that as long as you're living, there's always going to be some kind of a battle, some kind of a struggle, some type of a conflict in your life. But you got to be prepared, ladies and gentlemen, to go through the challenges. This is not a dress rehearsal. 
This is a moment. This moment, ladies and gentlemen, is your life. As much as any other. Spend it in a way that'll make you proud. No matter how far, how far you fall down or fall back, ladies and gentlemen, keep going forward. Do the work, ladies and gentlemen. Do the work. You may feel the same way. Feeling like you may not be where you want to be. And you're just wondering if you're ever going to get there. Most people, they slip up when they're trying to make a change. It's a natural part of life, ladies and gentlemen. We're all going to make mistakes. We're going to slip up from time to time. But you don't stop moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. Keep going. You're not where you want to be. But I know in my heart, in my soul, you're going to get there. I'm not where I want to be. But I know I'm going to get there. There's nothing stopping you to get you where you want to be. So just keep on pushing. You've been through your own obstacles, ladies and gentlemen. I know you've been through heartaches and pain. Sometimes those disappointing moments, they come back to haunt you. Doubts seeps in. This moment right here, right now is your life. If no one else forgives you, learn to forgive yourself. Hold yourself up. When everybody else says no, you say yes. Forgive yourself. If no one else forgives you, learn to forgive yourself. You are the one that has to be accountable. No matter what happens, it's going to still fall back on you. Pat yourself on the back and give yourself a mwah kiss. And keep on moving. No matter how far off track you go, ladies and gentlemen, get back on the track and keep on moving. So what? You slip up. You fall down. Big deal. That doesn't mean you stop. Do you give up or do you keep going? Keep pushing. 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 I got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. What's up, man? Made it back. Another 24 hours down. It's incredible. I'm proud of you for that. And I know you don't want to be here. I get it. That state of mind. It's tough. I understand that. But don't quit. Because if you quit, you're going to wind up right back where you started. 
Remember when you started how bad and how desperate you were to be right where you are right now? Yeah, I remember that. You gotta keep that same attitude, man. You gotta keep moving forward. Keep pushing it. Don't allow fear of failure and the, the, the allure, the attractiveness of playing it safe in life to draw you in. You can't get out of life alive. You got to die to leave here. When you're asleep, ladies and gentlemen, you need your dreams. I'm here to tell you that when you're wide awake, you also need your dreams. You must have your goals. You'll never make it as a wandering generality. You must become a meaningful, specific. If you're going to work tomorrow because that's what you did yesterday, you're not going to be as good tomorrow as you were yesterday because now you're two days older and no closer to the goal which you do not have. I'm telling you to keep going when you face opposition. I'm telling you to keep going when you face adversity. I'm telling you to keep going because years from now, when you look back, make sure you remember one thing about this moment. That you gave everything you had. That you leaned in on those late nights and those early morning wake-ups. The hours upon hours in the books, the preparation, dedication, and the resilience. That you knew who you were and let it manifest and lead you into the future. Hello, you can't get out of life alive. So there's no safe position. You can die in the bleachers or you can die on the field. You might as well come out on the field and have a good time. No problem is permanent. Or you start thinking the problem's pervasive because I haven't handled my finances, my whole world's over. Or because my relationship's bad, my whole world's over. Or all this is happening because there's something wrong with me. Your life is bigger than that. People need a new perspective, and you can't do it by just sitting and thinking. You gotta move your body, you gotta change your energy and your focus, because low level of energy, I don't think I'm how smart you are, you're not gonna use all your ability. But if I get you into a higher state of being, mentally, emotionally, physically, then all of a sudden you start remembering who you are and you start coming up with answers that you never even thought were possible before. Doesn't it really astonish you that you are this fantastically complex thing? and that you're doing all of this and you never had any education in how to do it. You never learned, but you're this miracle. It's one of the great wonders of life. You aren't here to simply survive or navigate foreign territory. No, you, you were made for this moment. Most of us have been conditioned not to, to take a risk. People ask me all the time, what does it take to be happy? And I always tell them it's really simple. One word, progress. Progress equals happiness. If you keep growing, you're gonna feel alive. And if you keep growing, you're gonna have more to give. When you find a way out of no way, when you find breath that you don't have, when you find energy that did not exist, when you want this thing as bad as you wanna breathe, that's when you find a way. Doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. 
but it calls on everything in you, ladies and gentlemen. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. Sometimes I have to pull myself out of bed and say, come on, let's. Things I know I should do, I don't do. Things I shouldn't do, I do. I found that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. If you're willing to endure, to hang in just a little bit longer, give just a little bit more, if you're willing to put all of yourself into the task before you, you may just be amazed at what life gives back. It doesn't matter how many statues, Oscars they give you, or Emmys, or how much money you have in the bank. We've all seen people have all those things and I get the phone call because they're depressed or somebody commits suicide in that area. So it's really an inner game. And I think that's what's missing for us today. Everybody's focusing on the outside world and how there's a lot of things in the outside world you'll never be able to control. You can influence, but you can't control it. This, your mind, your emotions, your body, you have 100% control over what you do with these things, and that's where the game is won. You win the inner game, then you win the outer game. But a lot of people spent their life trying to win the outer game, they won, and they're miserable. We're always worrying. Did I think this over long enough? Did I take enough data into consideration? And if you think it through, you find you never could take enough data into consideration. The data for a decision in any given situation is infinite. So what you do is you go through the motions of thinking out what you will do about this. And then when the time comes to act, you make a snap judgment. It's amazing how often it works. It's necessary that you, you have the mindset that I can do this. You've got to begin to believe and to fortify that belief and feed that belief by listening to tapes, going to seminars and workshops, by challenging yourself, by stretching yourself. Don't get so wrapped up in what happened yesterday that you miss out on the opportunities that are waiting for you today. Remember, whenever one door closes, there is another door waiting for you. So to me, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And so many people are focused on success still, which to me is like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is living what you're made for. To take the risk of doing what we want, which will work to the extent that we realize that what I want, basically, what I really want is what you want. And I don't know what you But I never would have discovered what I'm able to do right now if I wasn't willing to take a chance. And you've got to be willing to do that. You've got to believe in yourself. All right, I want to change the world. I want to make the world a better place. I want to fulfill the promise. I want to make a difference. I want to be different from my own life. I want to be successful. How do you do it? One day, one choice, one minute, one hour, one second, one decision at a time. You want to become a risk taker. You want to raise the bar on yourself. Most people won't do that. See, most people engage in low life living, low risk living. This God said, if you're not willing to risk, you cannot grow. 
And if you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. And if you cannot become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? When you're serious about changing, all of you need to do, you don't have to tell anybody you're changing, just do it. Let your life speak, let your life scream, let your life shout, and let it speak so loud, it will speak volumes that nobody can ignore it. Don't be offended if nobody else believes in you. You believe in you. You start making good choices. You start making good decisions. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. They looked at the most successful men and women of the world, and they found that they had like seven, eight things in common. And one of the things they all had in common was a routine. They are obsessed with their routine. They don't have a gap of wasted time they routine. You know, I realized the reason why I'm so successful and the reason why I don't get in trouble like I used to when I was younger is because when I was younger, man, my schedule had so many gaps in it. The devil had like, okay, he might pray at six, but my man is watching TV. He playing video games by 8.30. It's not that I'm sweeter than nobody. The devil can't get to me because all my time is taken up. And by the time he get to me, I'm asleep. I'm too sleep to out the sin. I'm just being real. 8.30, he like, Eric, you should. I'm like, bro, I'm tired. I can't. Come back to me tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, tip me tomorrow, bro. I'm about to go to sleep. I'm good. Look, my body said, all you got to do is put your shoes on. That's the hardest thing you got to do. Just put your shoes on and I'll do the rest. I can't put your shoes on for you, but put your shoes on and then just go. And I just went and I, I was walking for the, I do the tw uh, 11 incline boy. And I was just walking for an hour and I was just like, you know what? It's almost an hour. I don't feel like running. My body was like, don't worry about it. We'll get to that when we get to it. I did my hour, was about to get off. My body was like, you know we run now. I said, what? We run now. Let's go. You ain't tired. I said, I am tired. No, you're not. You just walked for an hour. You're not tired, Eric. Your brain is telling you some dumb stuff. If you were tired, you wouldn't have been able to walk for an hour. Okay, so let's do this. Just run for two minutes. I'm trying to help somebody right now go to a whole other level. The, Bible, the, the reason why you go back to sleep is because you've always gone back to sleep. It's like a default. You, you go back to sleep because you all, all you got to do is stop going to sleep and then you're going to stop going to sleep. All you got to do is stop fussing and cussing and then you're going to stop fussing and cussing. All you got to do is stop spending all the money you got and start saving it. Listen to me. I became number one in the world. I became a millionaire not because I made more money. I became a millionaire because they told me millionaires only live off of 30% of their income. I want to make it plain for you. I became a millionaire because I did what millionaires did. I stopped living off 100%. I paid my tithe, and then I was like, all right, E, you only got 20% left. Put the rest up. So the first thing I did, listen to me, the very first thing I did to become rich, somebody said, E, to be rich, put six months of your earnings to the side. So I was like, all right, bet. That's what the rich told me to do. So I put six months to the side. How long did it take? I don't remember, but I put it to the side. Then somebody was like, yo, E, you need to put 100000 to the side. I was like, all right, 100000 DD, we're going to put 100000 to the side. Then somebody was like, yo, you need to get your credit score up to 800 I was like, all right, then get my credit score up to 800
Then somebody said, E.T., if you want to be Tony Robbins, there's no way you'll be able to be like those dudes when you don't have the language they have. You need to go get your master's and a PhD from a white institution. I said, what? I went to Oakwood. I went to HBCU. He was like, yeah, but you didn't learn the language of Zig Ziglar at Oakwood. So Oakwood is a phenomenal place. Oh, y'all not hear what I'm saying. I just said something, you missed it. Now you need to go to Michigan State University. CJ, where's my, you see my master's degree anywhere? How about my PhD? Not in the office, not at church. You ain't seen it in my house. I didn't go to Michigan State to get a PhD. I went to Michigan State to learn the majority language. Listen to me very closely. When you graduate and you get a job, if you want to get paid, you never say no. You never say it can't get done. Don't you ever say out your mouth it can't get done. Even if you feel in your heart it can't get done, you don't say it out loud. You let your broke folks say that. You let the folks they find first say that. You always say it can get done. Even if you don't think it can get done, just say it and try to make up something. But every time I put on a dress shirt and button it up, I just feel, and I hear people say all the time, man, you look like you dressed to success. I'm like, is putting on a shirt and a tie dressed for success? I'm dressed for success. I'm getting paid. I'm dressed for success. I'm not dressed like he dressed, but I'm dressed the way I feel comfortable. I feel good being me. I feel good not to have to like, not, not only can I say no, I don't have to explain why I said it no more. It feels good being me, because guess what? I can never be sweet being you. The majority of you are poor because you read poor stuff. You watch poor stuff. Bro, you just scrolling through like you ain't got a light. For real, some of y'all on Instagram, you on there for 30 minutes. If I ask you what you saw, you don't even know. You just scrolling through. Rich people don't waste time. They realize it's their most important commodity. They don't watch a lot of TV. They don't do a lot of entertainment. If they're not working, they're studying their craft and getting better at their craft. So I need you to stop having the poverty mindset. So when I quit my job to be an entrepreneur, my mom was like, whoa, what are you doing? I was like, I'm quitting. My mom was like, don't you dare quit. You're going to embarrass me. You got a wife and kids. Does YouTube have insurance? Does YouTube have a 401k? And I was like, your mom, I ain't trying to be funny and I ain't trying to be disrespectful. I love you. But you can't teach me how to be a millionaire because you're not. You come from the working class, and I'm not mad at you, Ma. We wouldn't be where we are without you. But you told me that every generation is supposed to get better. So I'll take your values, but I won't take your work ethic. Because rich people don't work, they think. Poor people go, clock in, I make this much an hour. Rich people go, I put them to work, and I make this much an hour. See, what happens is you're working for you and your family, one, they got 40 of you working at one time. So they're giving you 20% and then they're keeping the 80% off of 15,000 people. So what you have to decide is, are you gonna keep being the 99% or are you ready to be a part of the 1%? Because it doesn't make a difference where you come from high school dropout. It doesn't make a difference where you come from GED. It doesn't make a difference where you come from a 17-year-old mom that got pregnant. It doesn't make a difference where you come from, took 12 years to get a four-year degree. It doesn't take a, make a difference. You know what makes a difference? What makes a difference is when you become a 99% or a 1%. And when I start thinking like, acting like, and behaving like a 1%. So I went to every single class, and when the teachers was talking, they thought I was just doing homework. I wasn't. I was listening to how they conjugate verbs. I was listening to how they tell stories. I was like, ooh, they, 
Ooh. I peeped it out, y'all. They way more linear. So that I realized when you do corporate, it's A, B, C, D, E, F. It's one, two, three, four, five. It's topic, body, body, body. It's topic, support, 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 conclusion. I need your language though if I'm gonna compete. I need your rules if I'm gonna compete. I need your codes if I'm gonna compete. The problem with most of you is you don't have a 1% language. You got a poverty language. There was a language that I needed to learn. Does it, does it mean I need to abandon the, learn, the language that I learned? Absolutely not. Don't be average, like for real, for real. Whatever it is you do, like do, like do it, do it, and take a different perspective. Listen to me very closely. The problem I have with most kids, if I tell you what it takes, most of you will die of exhaustion. You pass out before you reach 10,000 hours. You just pass out. You don't got the heart for it. You just don't have, you don't have the stamina for it. You just, you couldn't take what it really takes. Just for those of you who don't know, when they came from Africa and were enslaved, they didn't move them to San Diego. They wasn't doing time in San Diego. I just want to give you some perspective. They were in Mississippi, Alabama. It was smoking hot and they didn't quit and they didn't give up because they said, we're going to get to this for the next generation. Come on. Our Latino brothers and sisters who were migrant workers, they, come on, they in the heat. There wasn't no AC. And the stuff that y'all complain about, the stuff that y'all think is like hard, You should be a monster. Because everyone says, well, you should be harmless. You don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to be too assertive. You want to take a back seat. No. You should be a monster. And then you should learn how to control it. The definition of being aggressive is forceful and sometimes overly assertive pursuit of one's aims. In combat, almost nothing will happen the way you want it to if you don't force it that way. The enemy, nature, time, there's all kinds of things that, that are going against you. It's a losing battle. And if you don't use force of will, then, then you're not gonna get it done. What it means is, is you need to make things happen. This is the good thing about being aggressive. Sure, there's, there's certain parts of your nature that are aggressive, but it can also be trained. You can start to think with an aggressive mindset, which is I am going to take action. I'm gonna overcome obstacles. I'm gonna push through roadblocks. I'm not gonna take no for an answer. And th those are things that you can train. There's so often times where people, they get told no or they hit an obstacle and it's game over for them. They're just done, they're done training, they're over it. And your attitude, you have to go, okay. Little, little roadblock, cool. How am I gonna get through it? How am I gonna get around it? What I need you to do is evaluate yourself today. Evaluate yourself to see where you are in this race of life. Many of you don't even realize that you've been racing to the finish line. 
This life is a race. Some of you need to be pushed to start running because you've been walking or you haven't been moving for so long. And you don't even know that you're in a race that all of us are competing to win. But it doesn't matter where you finish. It matters that you run after your goals and your dreams. The way to live is to run after your dreams, to run after your goals, and to run after that finish line. There may be things in your life right now that's holding you back from running, but you have to break through those things. They're there to hinder you, but you can't let it force you to stop running. Chase your dreams, chase your goals. I don't know the situation you're in right now, but the situation that you're in is not your future. It's not who you really are. It's not your full potential. The sky's the limit, but it all starts from within. It's all up to you. You should be a monster. You have to be hungry for greatness. You got to go through it to get to it. You got to understand that there are going to be many circumstances that will require your full undivided attention. You got to go through it to get to it. You have to understand it has to be a unique mindset. Setting a goal and then going beyond it. Realizing that there's work to be done. Making sure that all of the strings are attached. And make no mistake along the way. Now it's true that we all make mistakes and we will have many setbacks but there's always room for a comeback. To understand this you must realize that you must humble yourself but yet be hungry enough to go after it with everything inside of you. Everything that is required depends on you. Having the mindset that regardless of anything that is around you, that is surrounding you, that is trying to drag you down, you must have the mindset. You must be strong. You must be resilient. You must be driven. And you must be able to take whatever's coming at you. If you stumble, if you fall, have the ability to get up. But you can't depend on just your body to do the work. You must understand that it's the mental fortitude that will get you through it all. So many people don't have this fortitude. They don't have this attitude. They have no faith in themselves. If you, you as the individual, can take the first step, then perhaps many more will follow. There's always going to be ups and downs in life, man. There's always going to be bumps in the road. 
things that ain't gonna go as planned. Unexpected stuff's gonna happen. You're gonna face some pain. You're gonna face some tough times. And if you ain't trained your mind to be prepared for it and how to handle it, it's gonna break you. The secret is to work on your mindset daily. Work on the way that you see the world. Otherwise, you'll live your whole life seeing the world through someone else's eyes. You'll be a creature of circumstance. You'll be a victim of your life and not the master of it. Read books, listen to audios like this one. Start learning about why you do the things that you shouldn't do and why you don't do the things that you should. It's all because of the way that thing between your ears is white. But know this, you're in control of rewiring it whenever you make the decision to do so. At any moment, you can take control back of your life and start creating the life that you deserve, not a life that someone else has paved out for you. And when all of the struggle comes, all of the bad times, all of the dark times come around, which they inevitably will, you'll be strong enough to take it head on and it will make you rather than break you. You have greatness inside you, let me tell you. Unlimited potential, but you have to train your mind. Every single day, things are gonna happen outside of your control. The weather, terrorism, coronavirus. But you can't control any of that shit. All you can control is how you choose to look at situations. You can control the information that you're letting in here. Never forget that you can have anything in this life that you want if you're willing to go and get it. You've got to have belief. You've got to have belief, and that belief comes from working on your mindset every single day. Remember this. You can be a victim of your life or the master of it. so mentally drained, so physically fatigued that you have allowed your dream, your destiny to take a back seat to this excuse that you don't have what it takes, that you're not smart enough, that you're not tall enough, that you're not wide enough, that you're not deep enough, that you're not connected enough, that you don't know enough people. You keep comparing yourself to that person and this person. When will the excuses stop? purpose bigger than your excuse I don't know your name but I know you have a dream I don't I don't know where you're from or where you're listening to me you may be listening to me in your closet your bedroom the gym the car the bus the train the plane I don't know where you're going but I know you are going somewhere you've got a destination people that make excuses are not connected to their destination They don't have an end game. They don't have a goal. You have allowed yourself to become a weak link covered under the blanket of excuses. But I'm just wondering if there's anybody here that has a dream. And if you've made your excuses bigger than your dream, the time is now to apply pressure. It may not be easy, but it's not impossible. This is not a I feel like it today. This is not an unmotivated for a week. This is an every single day mentality. You may have to work three times. You may have to lose sleep. You may have to go to college and raise five children and still maintain your marriage and work your side hustle. I don't know what your story is, but if you will keep a no excuse mentality, then the sky is not your limit. The sky is your starting point.
voice. This is in every single day mentality. I never get turned off. Every single day, I want my destiny. I want my dream. When somebody is in love with who they've been called to become, what they've been called to fulfill, what they've been destined to do, there is no day off. There are no lights. Listen, I'm not a light switch. You can't turn me off. I can never get turned off. Every single day, I'm giving everything I have. That's how big my dream is. And so there's no excuse. There's no pain. There's no dilemma. There are no speed bumps. There's no distraction that can turn me off. I'm not a light switch. You can't turn me off. I want this thing every single day. If it's important to you, you're going to find a way. You won't have to look for a resource. You will become resourceful. It's not always about the accomplishment. It's about the effort. If we can just keep that effort going, the excuse is irrelevant. You got to be stronger than your excuses. Excuses don't get results. Now we've got to go through the process of being stronger than our excuses. We get one opportunity to come this way. We get one shot. We got one life to live. Life is too short to make excuses. Truth is, everybody's got purpose. Right? Everybody's got a dream. Everybody's got something they have to pass or achieve or become. But we are generationally programmed to love convenience. And the truth of the matter is, it is so convenient to make an excuse. I want to give you just a few things that you can do to help you to stop making excuses. To help you to stop habitually gravitating to the place called convenience. If you can hear my voice, you've got work to do. You've got a destiny to fulfill. You've got a purpose to walk into. You've got a test to pass. You've got dots to connect. Rooms to walk in. Stages to stand on. And tables to sit down We all want to do something. We all want to be somebody. We all want to go somewhere. And if, we're, if these things are going to happen, We've got to stop habitually gravitating to excuse. Number one, you gotta stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Rule number one, kill the comparison game. Oh, well, I don't, I don't do it like them, and I, I don't say it like them, and I don't, I'm not as tall as them, and I'm not as strong as them, and I, I don't have the money that they have, I don't have the resources that they have. I don't. Well, the, the, the reason why I, I, I couldn't do it. Because my parents weren't there for me. And the, the reason why I didn't get to go to college on a full ride because my coach, he didn't create the highlight reel for, for the sports scholarship. The, the reason why. And so we, we're just programmed to blame everybody else. When will you look in the mirror and stop comparing yourself to everybody else? We compare ourselves to the way people look. We compare our stories to their stories and our relationship to their relationship. Every single day, the excuses that we make are like a warm blanket pulled over us, covering up the underlining issue of fear, the spirit, the personality of fear. Truth is that the reason why you haven't done it is because you're afraid. Maybe if you could just listen to this a couple times, maybe you'll stop making so many excuses because the excuse is nothing but a cosmetic. It's makeup. It's a blanket. 
It's a convenience that we habitually gravitate to because it just makes us feel better. But the underlining issue, the underlining cancer, the inflammation is fear. We're afraid. We're afraid that if we give our best, the best isn't good enough. We're afraid because we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. We're afraid that we won't be seen. We're afraid that people will change if we evolve. We're afraid that maybe we'll lose our friends if we began to shift our thinking. You have to have a marriage mentality when it comes to achieving what it is that's on the inside of you. What it is that's in your head to manifest it and hold it in your hands. You have to have a marriage mentality. The problem with many of you is you keep dating the idea, the potential of focus and success and determination and discipline. You're only disciplined once a week. You're only determined twice a week. You're only, you're only enthusiastic about the journey on Sundays or Wednesdays. Once you make a covenant, you know what? I'm going to commit to this. You're going to put the blood. You're going to put the sweat. You're going to put the tears in. You're going to lose sleep. You're going to go days without eating. You're going to do whatever it takes to make the sacrifices necessary to manifest. There are too many people in your life who have left you. There are too many people in your life who have counted you out. There are too many people in your life who have whispered in your ear and said you'll be worse off without them. Prove them wrong. Keep loving those who have lied on you. Keep blessing those who have cursed you. Don't be bitter. Don't be frustrated. Listen, just remain faithful behind the scenes. Promotion is coming. Stages and opportunities are being prepared right now as you sacrifice in secret, as you put the work in in the dark room, as you do what is required to hold in your hand what you see in your hand. Your results will turn those who ignored you into fans. So don't slow your progress because you're trying to convince other people. Don't slow your progress because you're trying to drag too many people with you. Sometimes you're not hitting your goals because you are carrying the weight of those around you. And some people are just not ready to go where you are going. And you've got to recognize that. Do not yield to distractions. Focus on you. So many people dream big dreams, but they never take any action. If you don't believe in yourself, you've already lost the battle. Not believing in yourself is a losing battle because either you won't try at all or you will convince yourself that you can't do it. And when you convince yourself that you can't do it, your results are going to confirm what you believe. And when your results confirm what you predicted, then you're going to say, see, this is who I am. Why should I even try? That is where you begin to fall short of your goals. You fall short of your goals when you predict that you're not going to hit them. And sometimes you're too focused on probability. You're asking yourself, well, what's the likelihood of this happening? Versus focusing on the possibility. 
asking yourself, how would my life change if I accomplished this? Ask yourself that question and don't wait on approval from anyone outside of you. And don't feel bad because you feel like no one is cheering for you. No, you've got to decide that you are your biggest fan. You've got to decide that you're going to finish what you started if you don't have one person supporting you. If nobody acknowledges you, acknowledge yourself. If nobody supports you, support yourself. You achieve your goals only when you are disciplined enough to keep showing up when you don't feel like it. So don't just talk about what you want to happen. Commit to making things happen. Be an action taker. And recognize that you don't have to be jealous of anyone. You don't have to compare yourself to anyone because you have the ability to create the life you want. So how about this? How about you try comparing yourself to the person you were 30 days ago. Over the last 30 days, have you learned and implemented something new? Are you mentally and emotionally stronger than you were 30 days ago? Have you stressed yourself or have you pursued comfort? These are the types of questions that you should be asking yourself. Why? Because winning requires focus. Winning requires intention. It's not enough to to just do physical strength training. Physical strength training is not enough. You also have to train your mind to handle stressful situations. You also have to increase your capacity to handle rejection and disappointment. Why? Because when you train your mind to be strong, you are less likely to quit when you encounter resistance. So what do you believe about you? How do you talk to you about you? Take a moment to think about what you've been saying to yourself about yourself. The good news is that your mind will believe whatever you tell it. So make sure that you are speaking your desires and not your fears. You get to choose how your mind serves you. You get to choose whether or not you will pursue peace or toss and turn at night because you're not seeing the results that you desire to see. Everyone is given 24 hours per day. Some people are super productive while others are not productive at all. Some people set boundaries while others allow distractions to slow them down. If you only remember one thing that I shared, I want you to remember the importance of valuing every moment that you are gifted. For many years, I didn't realize how valuable my time was. In fact, during my battle with depression, I would use every free moment that I had to myself to cry. It could be while driving my car. 
It could be during my lunch break. I had literally developed a habit of using my free time as an opportunity to think about just how unfair my life was. But one of the best decisions I've ever made was the decision to put in the work necessary to have a rewarding and joy-filled life. After years of overwhelming sadness, I finally realized that I had been wasting time that I could never get back. So I had to change my mental narrative. Am I problem free right now? Of course not. But I do understand that worry and unhappiness is a distraction. So if unhappiness will not resolve your problem, doesn't it make sense to at least attempt to enjoy life? You know, it is possible to smile and enjoy your life even when you are going through a difficult situation. We all have valley moments. You just have to decide that you will not remain in the valley. I don't want you fighting meaningless battles. I don't want you trying to carry unmotivated people. I want you to say, you know what? I'm going to do this despite what's going on around me. You've got to recognize that your now is valuable. You've got to recognize that your now is critical to your success. So I have one last question for you. How will you use the gift of now? Insanity and, and greatness are next door neighbors and they borrow each other's sugar. Transformation of human consciousness through meditation is frustrated so long as we think of it in terms of something that I myself can bring about. Stick with it till you get through the uncomfortable times until you go, you know what? I can spend time with myself. I could do this. I could do this forever. Well, then it's okay to go re-engage, but there's great value in not doing that until you go, I'm good with me and me for right now. I want to show people that there is a way out, that there is a way to do more, to get more, to obtain more. But I personally don't want to lose all that I've been able to get. So I need to make sure that I do everything to keep it. I do think that if you sit on the edge of your bed and things aren't going very well for you and you ask what foolish thing you're doing to make it worse, that you'll get an answer right now. And it won't be the one you want. But it might be the one that if you listen to would set things straight. I mean, that's the bright side of tragedy. So when you come through it, you, you really will have an appreciation for the moments without tragedy. You don't really feel it unless you, you get, unless life burns you, you don't really feel it. That's the thing, all I'm doing is sparking the awareness in others to go, why not? Why can't I create? Why can't I start? Why can't I be a business? Why can't I be a CEO? Why can't I be a tech guru? There's so much that some people just don't understand they can do. 
When it's all said and done, my book is going to be full of all the shit that Kevin Hart did. Because I never was content with doing just one, two, or three. Why not? We get this strange feeling that we have never had, you see, in our lives. That we are no longer this poor little stranger and afraid in a world it never made. Momentum is a big thing with human beings. It's a big thing for me, at least. If I'm on a good momentum of healthy eating and exercise, I love it. I yep. like waking up sore, pushing further. I like writing down my workouts, what I've done. And I like hitting that gym hard on a daily basis. And I, I build momentum. And I find that when I do that with writing, whether I do that with performing, whether I do that with anything, it just, it just gets everything going. It just creates energy. Being lazy robs you of energy. Like being sedentary, being uninspired, being bored, it robs you of one of the most precious things you can have in this life, enthusiasm. One of the things that I tell people all the time, because a lot of people have a hard time defining themselves. They define themselves by failure because they failed. But I'm like, you're not your failures. You're you. Okay. Your life is a series of lessons you've learned. Now, if you just dwell on the failures, like that's not, that's not healthy. It's not smart and it's not empowering. What you got to do is look at those failures and go, well, now you know what not to do, but you're not that you're yep. you. It was hard because <laughs> so happy to be and have the job I have. At the same time, I was like, I'm not, don't feel like I'm growing in my work. And my life had, at that time had become extremely vital, meaning I just had a newborn son with Camilla. Wow, the only thing I ever knew I wanted to be, and now I was. And here's this job that I had held most reverence for in my life, fatherhood, now I was. Uh, I was. The, my emotions, the ceiling in the basement of my emotions, the range was so wide. I was laughing louder, crying harder, getting angrier, showing more joy, having more sadness, having, all, all across the board. All emotions were much more extreme than they were or could be in the work. I said, your life's more vital than your work, but can my work challenge the vitality I'm feeling in my life? So. The work I wanted to do, I heard certain scripts I wanted to, wanted to do Dallas Buyers Club at that time, other scripts. Nobody's going to touch me with a 10-foot pole in those movies. All the dramatic roles I wanted, they're like, no, 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 not with McConaughey, we won't finance it. Okay, so I can't do what I want to do, so I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing. So I stopped doing rom-coms. I said, no, I stopped. Well, for the first six months of not doing rom-coms, I wasn't doing anything. Finally, nothing came in. And for 14 more months, nothing came in. I considered other careers, didn't know if I'd ever work again. But after 20 months of being gone, unbranding as I now call it, being out of sight, not being in your theater or your living room in a rom-com, not seeing me shirtless on the beach, I became a new good idea. I don't know, I haven't seen him, where has he been? I was kind of refound. So I, I, I had to do that for myself. I loved doing the rom-coms, but I was getting the scripts and I felt like I could do the same script tomorrow morning. And I was like, that's fine, but I want something that's gonna make me sweat in my boots. 
I want some work that's going to challenge me and make me go, I'm scared of this role for all the right reasons. And I can't wait to go attack it and see what I come, see how I come up the other side. Why seek the role that's hard? Because it costs me something. Because it costs. It's not really a risk unless you can lose the fight. I feel more alive in them. I have an experience in the making of them. I'm nervous every day I come to work. I feel like when I nail a day and I knock it and I know I did, I feel like, yes. I, get, I, I have a measure at the end of the day, like you set out to do something, you prepared for it, you had intention and you did it. You know, there's lots of different ways to interpret the world and you can maybe even make a case that there's an endless number of ways to interpret the world. And the problem with that is that kind of disorients you in terms of what you should be doing. Just because there's a very large number of ways to interpret the world doesn't mean there's a very large number of productive, meaningful, and sustainable ways to interpret the world. The thing that's so interesting about the day, the day is like a page in a book. I had one client who was spending about 45 minutes a night fighting with his young son about when to go to bed. And so, you know, they weren't having a pleasant time of it because it was just a constant battle. And that's common. Like, it's very common for parents of young children to be locked in a battle that occurs day after day. Sometimes it's around eating. Sometimes it's toilet training. Sometimes it's general behavioral issues. Sometimes it's bedtime. It's like, okay, 40 minutes a day. So that's 280 minutes a week. So that's, let's say, five hours. It's 20 hours a month. It's 240 hours in a year. That's six work weeks. That's a month and a half. You're spending a month and a half of work weeks doing nothing but fighting with your son. Don't fool yourself. No. Anything that's every day is a significant percentage of your life. You're awake, let's say, 16 hours. Five of those hours are basically maintenance. So you got about 11. And then seven of those are work. So now you're down to four. And so if you're spending 15 minutes a day doing something painful and stupid and you do it every day, it's like 10% of your productive life. Because people think backwards. They think, well, I have a vacation coming up and that's really important. It's like, no, it's not. You're only going to do it once. It's not that important. Yeah. Um, how you treat each other at lunchtime, if you eat together every day, that's your life. Yeah. Fix that. Yeah. Get, it, get it so that the food's good. Get it so that you're happy with the people that are sitting there. Fix that. It's like, poof, 10% of your life is fixed. The purpose is to align ourselves to really make a change. So you can either be the conversation about making change or you can be actual a part of the action to do it. I want to be a part of the action. I don't want to be you or beat you. I want to take this energy and apply it to myself. That's the purpose of seeing. So I come here and I look at how you maneuver. I look at your setup. I not only bow down and congratulate you, I leave and I say, yo, man, I'm inspired, dude. Joe, I can't wait in two years. You're going to come and you're going to see my shit. And you remember I said I was inspired, but you're going to see what I let it grow into. That's the proper way to get encouraged and motivated. Look at your circle, right? When you can merge yourself with good people and follow the paths that you see that these good, successful people have taken, you then become a part of a world and group that nobody expected you to be in. So everything else from the outside that comes in, you're, you're, you're throwing at a, at, a, at a bubble that can't be popped. It's a force field around me. 
There's a force field around me because what matters, what really matters, loves me wholeheartedly. And when you have that and you understand that, you're unbreakable. So if you don't add to that force field, if you don't make my force field stronger, you don't, you don't, you don't get time from me. My true understanding is, all right, you got one life. And that one life, the goal for us is to live it to the best of our ability from the beginning to what's said the end. People don't understand is you against you. The only person that gets in your way is you. Nobody else. It's you. What I've understood is that what people are doing has nothing to do with me. I should always be a step ahead because I'm thinking differently. Because I'm thinking about myself. Making myself better puts me in a position to make others better. Hard work brings great rewards. It's time to get real. It's time to get raw. It's time to look ourselves in the mirror and come to the resolve that this version of ourself is not going to carry us in the stretch. I've been this version of myself long enough that if I don't change, if I don't do something about this, then I'm going to find myself bankrupt. For me to understand, for me to be better, for me to be stronger, I must learn to suffer a little bit. I must learn to struggle a little bit. I cannot reap the rewards of success without understanding about struggles. Success is not automatic. You don't get things just because you want them. You achieve your goals only when you are disciplined enough to keep showing up when you don't feel like it. You're gonna put the blood, you're gonna put the sweat, you're gonna put the tears in, you're gonna lose sleep, you're gonna go days without eating, you're gonna do whatever it takes to make the sacrifices necessary to manifest. There are too many people in your life who have left you. There are too many people in your life who have counted you out. There are too many people in your life who have whispered in your ear and said, you'll be worse off without them. Prove them wrong. It's time to commit to focusing on you. You have to disappear and put the work in and come back and shock everybody that doubted you. But don't let yourself be vulnerable to weakness. Don't let weakness consume you. Don't let hopelessness consume you. Be about your business. Understand that you got to keep living and living strong. If you keep showing up, if you keep going hard, your results will turn those who ignored you into fame. Let your results speak louder than your voice. Can you hide yourself in the library? Can you hide yourself in the gym? Can you hide yourself in the boardroom and plan and do what is required behind the scenes in order to manifest the moment? to carry on the good fight.
There are things that are happening around us every day. The things that are happening to us right now happens for a reason. What you are going through right now, someone else is going through it in a different manner. But we always ask the question, why me? Why is this happening to me? Everybody wants destiny. Everybody wants manifestation. Everybody wants fulfillment. Everybody wants the next level and the relationship and a higher quality of living. But nobody wants to eliminate distractions. Nobody wants to disappear for three months, four months, six months and, and, and eliminate all distractions and get into a place where you can focus on just you. What if you could just shut out every distraction? What if you could just shut out the world for just a season and focus on you? Winning requires focus. Winning requires intention. Winning requires discipline. Success is the external reward of mastering your inner game. Are you in a position to quit? Or are you in a position to go harder? Are you in a position to go stronger? Are you willing to dig and go as far as you can in your life? Are you willing to suffer? Can you hide yourself in your books? Can you hide yourself in your closet? Can you hide yourself in the prayer rooms? Can you hide yourself? Not believing in yourself is a losing battle because either you won't try at all or you will convince yourself that you can't do it. I'm talking to that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who feels the fire in their belly. It's time for you to shock the world. Success don't have many friends. Success doesn't hold on to many people. Success doesn't connect with everybody because everybody doesn't have the ability to connect to success. When nobody's looking, when nobody's watching, when nobody understands the measure of passion that you carry, can you keep going? Don't stop! You're right there! You have to shift from being externally focused to internally focused. Do not yield to distractions. Focus on you. Why are you here? What is your destiny? One of the greatest tragedies in life is to live and not know why you're living. If you're walking on this earth today, prepare yourself for many battles ahead. And you're not going to win every battle because every battle is not meant to be won. Sometimes you're going to need to humble yourself. What do you believe about you? How do you talk to you about you? Take a moment to think about what you've been saying to yourself about yourself. The good news is that your mind will believe whatever you tell it. So make sure that you are speaking your desires and not your fears.
You get to choose how your mind serves you. Sometimes you gotta delete the app. Sometimes you have to walk away. Sometimes you have to fall back into the dark room and focus on you. Are you prepared to go through the nights of many hours of applying everything you have within yourself? Have you had that point in your life when you was just so tired and you couldn't push that next hour or that second hour out because you needed your sleep? Oh, I need to catch up on my sleep. You can't catch up on your sleep, but going up to the next level in your life, that's what it's about. I'm talking to that athlete. I'm talking to that nurse, that doctor. I'm talking to that student. I'm just wondering if there's anybody here that wants their future, that wants to fulfill their destiny, that wants to manifest, that wants to walk in discipline. I'm just wondering, is there anybody here that's willing to disappear and focus on you? Wealthy people, first they get into stocks, then they start a business, and then they get real estate. Owning a stock is like it's owning a percentage of a great business. The people who aren't wealthy is because they don't own nothing. You only have your money sitting in cash. If your money is just sitting in cash, realistically, you're becoming poorer every day. The key to wealth is through ownership. At about nine or ten, I saw my mom's get shot in front of my face. My early years were surrounded with violence. I saw my mom selling drugs. I saw my mom robbing. I saw my mom's get robbed. I saw her get shot, and then she later on went to prison. Right, so I saw that early. At fourteen, um, my mom was in prison, and I lost my grandmother, which was who I was living with at the time. Fourteen, I'm homeless. I'm just on survival mode. Like the world, I just want to get to the next day. I want to make as much money as I can so I can crack. So at 16, I go to prison for attempted murder on robbery. But in prison, uh, I had a fight with two of my homies. In prison, um, we fight for like four hours. Jeez. Back to back. I'm just fighting one after another one. Like we just fighting. Um, and I go to solitary confinement. And at this time, all these parish prisons considered like one of the worst parish prisons in the United States of America, right? And I go to the cell and I meet this white guy. That was the turning point of my life. He was like, man, listen, man, there's a game that's being played. And you're playing a game that you can't win. For a minute, I just started thinking about the people who I knew that was in the streets. Everybody lost, everybody suffered the same fate. He has on a red and white band at the time. The red and white band means you're in federal custody. Mm. The first three things was he said, listen, man, wealthy people do three things, man. They stop trading time for money. They make their money work for them. And they give as much value to people as they can. And we got a little deep into that. He said, the reason why you give people so much value is because if you give them so much value, they'll never leave you and they'll always be for you. Definitely, and you will never need for anything as long as you give value to people. 
And so I learned that as I got older, that part really didn't make sense to me at the time. But the money working for you part, and I was like, what the hell? How do you make your money work for you? Mm. Again, all I know is how to go get money. That's all I know. So later on in that, he says, wealthy people do three things. So this made, we in a cell for about 45 days. Every conversation with him about money and transition was always wealthy people do. So he says, wealthy people, first they get into stocks, then they start a business, and then they get real estate. So if when people ask me, how did I get into stocks? It's because I follow that rule. And so I just, my, my rest of my time in prison, I wanted to be that. I wanted to be a part of that wealthy conversation. And so what happened to me was it started reminding me of being in the streets. Everything about it. And I heard this term one time that said, the real gangsters are on Wall Street. The real gangsters are in the government. And I was like, damn. The reason why people think wealthy people or people with money are sinister is because that's what you kind of taught in the hood. Like you kind of taught like the people who really have money, like they did some wicked to get it. They did some backstabbing, cut get it and you'll never get that right and so that same mentality now happens on a lower level right the hustling and the dope dealing so now you think like yo I gotta just do sinister to get money and then the people who are successful in the drug game they're looking at the people at the top like damn I want to be that but the people at the bottom will never get a taste of that and so now we just kind of living off ambition and so now the people who are in the middle who work in they're like all them people with money they all crooks they all because being at the bottom teaches you to envy people at the top it, it just happens it's a it's something that grooves down there right it's kind of like when you cook i don't know if you had gumbo before right but it's kind of when you cook food right the base goes to the bottom and so most people live in that bottom never knowing how they'll get up there mm. right I remember, so when I was working in the inner cities, mm -hmm. I remember having this moment where I was like, wait a second, this is not an intelligence problem. Intelligence is evenly distributed. Like mm -hmm. in, I, I remember saying to my wife, the next Elon Musk is gonna be found somewhere in Compton. The problem is he doesn't believe in himself. Yeah. And so he's not gonna do anything. And so I became obsessed with this idea that generational poverty is not about money, it's about mindset. Now, it will manifest as money, mm -hmm. but it is that, so I remember I had one kid come to me and, and I was the first person that told him, you can be successful, like what the, f why do you not think you can be successful? It didn't even make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, my mom always told me that the world didn't wanna see people that look like me succeed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, even if your mom had good intentions, that is the worst advice ever, because if you think you can't be successful, that will govern the way that you move, mm -hmm. right? So Kobe Bryant, people that have listened to me for a while have heard this quote a thousand mm -hmm. times, but booze don't block dunks. Mm. The, world, the world can hate you all they want, but if you're good enough, think about this, the best basketball players in the world were paid millions of dollars to stop Kobe Bryant from scoring and the scored 81 <laughs> points in a single game, 81 points. When you've got five people paid millions of dollars mm -hmm. actively trying to stop you and they can't, because you've gotten that good. Mm -hmm. That to me is the game of money. Mm -hmm. People can not want you to succeed all they want, but if you out invest them, mm -hmm. they can't stop you. So if people are not encouraging you to read, mm -hmm. you're not going to read. What happens is now, no one now believes that it's possible. Once you keep passing that down, you start accepting the lower level. And then there's a few of us or a few people who say, no, nah, I'm an outlier, yo, like I'm about to go for it. And then whatever happens, I'm with it. You feel me? So for me, again, one of the greatest things that happened to me was my mother 
telling me like the world is wrong and you got to get how you live. But I also saw my grandmother be a legal entrepreneur. So I saw it from both worlds. So while I'm in prison, I, I pick up a habit of reading. That was the game changer for me. On the streets, I never had the opportunity to just sit down and read because I'm always trying to survive. In prison, there was no longer a survivor mode there. I started hustling in prison, so I was working in the laundry. And so uh, your clothes don't really get clean, so I found a hustle like, yo, I wash your clothes when we do it, but it's $5 or $25 a month. So that gave me a whole another set of money. And then I started being like a numbers dude. How Vegas have the numbers, the betting. I became a numbers guy. So I used to get up in the mornings and watch CNBC. So mind you, people in prison, they love to watch the young and arrested. <laughs> and so I would have to get up before them to watch like Squawk Box, mm. Jim Cramer. And I'd be like, damn, these motherfuckers all this money and they not risking their life. Something got to change for me. Like Something got to change. And so I just started listening to them every day and I started comparing it to the streets. So a good business is just like a good hustler. A good business has great product. They have great clientele. A great hustler has a great product. He has consistent clientele. A good business on the stock market has what's called a moat, a competitive edge that keeps his competitors away. A good hustler on the streets is going to have that competitive edge where they be like, nah, yo, I ain't rocking with you. I'm going to just wait to trap, come back. Right. So there's the competitive edge. A good business has a good branding moat. I mean, my name is good. Right. So a good hustler on the street. Yo, trap got that blue magic. I'm good on you. Like if I can't get trap, I'm going to just go trap. But trap got that blue magic. That's what I'm rocking with. Branding mode, right? That's it. A great business on a stock market has more assets, more liquidity than debt. A good hustler on the street is if you don't learn how to fund your business, if you're operating while all you have is re-up money, you're not going to last long. So those components reminded me the same in the, in the stock market or uh, in the world. If a company's paying tariffs, that's equivalent to a, biz, a, a dude on the street going pay draft to go hustle in somebody's hood. Like you can't hustle over here unless you pay me draft. <laughs> it's the same as a tariff. It's the same thing. Yeah. So once I under, once I broke the game down to a way that I can understand it, it wasn't about me just being brilliant. It was like, yo, how do I make the game winnable for me? Like once you start understanding the fundamentals, you give yourself power because you now understand, like you said, you see how the machine works. Right. And so most people look at the machine and marvel and say either I'm like most people look at the stock market. Most 98 percent of the people who I know look at the stock market and say, yo, that's not a game I can play. I'm staying away from it. And so the way the way it's set up is the world is set up. Well, listen cool i don't even want you to play just give me your money i'll play it for you so when we look at like banks like we understand that banks don't necessarily work in our favor right so banks only give us 0.05 percent interest on the money we have there but we can get eight percent just by putting our money in the index fund so why would i just sit my money in a bank and let the bank make all the money because all they're gonna do is invest the money for you so they're now operating as the plug they operate now as the man who, I'm going to front you this. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to take the cut. I'm going to give you just enough to keep coming back. I'm going to go to the plug. Who is the plug? The stock market. The relationship with money in my community is you make money, just enough to pay bills. And so once you get tired of paying bills, you say, you know what? I need to treat myself to something. 
right? No matter if I got to go in debt, no matter if I got, I need to treat myself to something to take this misery away. So you treat yourself to something that you can't afford at the time, right? But it makes you feel good in the moment. And so because it makes you feel good, you say, you know what? I'm living. This is a reprieve from everyday struggle. So that's the mindset comes in and say, everybody around me had the same problem. No one represented the solution. So if I don't change something, I'm only going to end up like everybody else I know. Somebody has the solution somewhere. There's too many people out here living the life of their dreams that I'm watching. They know something I don't know. And the only thing that they had was access to a different type of information. In 2010, this after I'm home from prison now, right? I'm home from prison. Um, I'm back in the streets hustling. Because even though I have the information, I don't have the money, right? And I'm like, well, I gotta get the money. <laughs> My dog gets kicked in in 2010. They get uh, eight pounds of weed, $10,000. Yeah, by the cops. Eight, eight pounds of weed, $10,000, a 223, a 40 with extended clip and a bean, and 100 X pills. So oh. the cop tells me, you ain't learned your lesson. You ain't learned your lesson. And I was like, damn, that was, right? Like, I got knowledge, I got information, but I still felt victim to the same shit that everybody around me knew. So therefore, the knowledge that I had wasn't powerful because it wasn't applied. So I was fortunate, God bless me. Um, I wound up getting found out guilty because it's called fruit of a poisonous tree. So they kicked in my door, but they didn't have probable cause because they stopped me in my truck, didn't find nothing on me. So they went to my house, kicked the door in with no search warrant. So now everything you find is null and void. So now I get into the robbing game. So now I start robbing dope dealers. And I got in a situation where um, I was good at it. Me and my partner, God bless his soul. And then one day I almost got killed. And I go to my partner and I say, bro, I'm out. Like it's a done deal. But when they kicked my door in, something happened. So they took my truck. They took my money, but they didn't mess up my stock account. I said, oh, okay. Start working as an iron worker, building stadiums, building power plants. It's crazy because I was making good money, $2,000 a week. That's good money to something. Like, yo, $2,000 a week, yo, that's it. $2,000, $2,500, like, it was amazing. I started saving and investing 70% of my money. I was living bare minimum. I was like, if I'm going to change, I got to make, like, the hard choices. It's hard for people to make sacrifice because you got to now go, go against and do without some of the things that gives you that momentary gratification. That simple, that, ah, that's what keeps you alive. That's what keeps you going. Just to go on vacation one time a year to get these pair of shoes that may cost me a thousand dollars. I know I can't afford them, but I've worked so hard. I need that right. just to keep giving yeah. me something. You have a phrase, Wall Street looks like us now. Wall Street looks like us now. There's another phrase you say, but you should like put that same like stamp on mm -hmm. it is I own that. I own that. Because you talk about stocks in a way that sounds so rad <laughs> where it's like you refer to yourself as an owner of the company. Yes. And, and the thing is, it actually is true. Like mm -hmm. you're not playing a linguistic game. It is true. Mm -hmm. But people don't think about it like that. But mm -hmm. it's so much more powerful than having a cool pair of kicks is to say I own 
the mm-hmm. company that makes those kicks, mm-hmm. or I own the company that makes that phone, or you know, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, works for me. I'm a Smart shareholder, guy. right? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Explain that basic idea of ownership for people that might not quite put it together that stocks really are owning that company. Mm-hmm. So I actually got that term from Warren Buffett um, in one of his meetings. I want to say it was a 1995 shareholder meeting, and he said that um, he owned great. Owning a stock is like it's owning a percentage of a great business, and so when, once I understood that concept, I understood that the key to wealth is through ownership. The people who aren't wealthy is because they don't own nothing. You only have your money sitting in cash. If your money is just sitting in cash, realistically, you're becoming poorer every day. Right, or they own depreciating assets, and that's what cash is. It's a depreciating asset because the more money they print, the more money that money loses value. So if it's just sitting, it's the reason why the bank wants you to have your money there, so they can take it and use it and invest <laughs> it so much and be like, hey, it's just sitting. I'm gonna give you fifty cents on whatever you had in there. Right. And so the idea of ownership was, yo, we can just start owning everything that we, no matter if it's just a stock. Like that's powerful because if you can start owning the businesses that you now. Consume every day. You turn a one-time transaction to a lifetime of profit, and that was major for me. Because if I go to the store and buy a pair of Nikes, that's a one-time transaction. In order for me to get something from them again, I got to come back and buy another pair of Nikes. But if I own the Nike stock, long as I own it, it's a profitable、um, vehicle for me. So that one-time transaction be- can become a lifetime of profit if I own that business. If I'm a buy Apple, if I know I'm an Apple user, if I know I got the phone, I got the AirPods, I got the MacBook, I got the PC, I got I excited when Apple's about to drop something. Why wouldn't I own it as much of it as I can, right? Like if I if I understand that concept, if I know people gonna America has one of the biggest trash problems in the world. Right, so if I know that waste management is a company that's going to be here forever, because we aren't going to stop throwing things away, why don't I own that company? Because I know everybody throws things away, and so now instead of me getting excited about Apple Lime being around the corner because it's a new phone, I'm like, yo, y'all about to make me some money, <laughs> right? So when I hear a company like Waste Management has bought 40 acres of disposable land for another landfill, I'm excited about that. And another great thing about the stock market is. For me, it now makes me pay attention to the world, and so now I understand what's going on in the world. I started learning business cycles, market cycles. You know what I'm saying? Like because now I can understand. Yo, this is okay. Things are going out of business. Is, okay, we're we're in this cycle. Okay, people are hiring. Okay, we're in expansion cycle. And so now I started take. I took an economic class on my own without just understanding the world. And so you start understanding when. Something is happening in China. Okay, something happening in China. So I own Apple. Apple is, has 20% of their revenue in China. Okay, they might take a little hit right now. You know what I'm saying? So、mm-hmm. the stock market helped me start understanding how the world moves, the fundamentals. Knowledge is what gives us leverage in life. It's not about how strong you are. It's about what you can learn, and then how can you actively apply that. I have this acronym called FEAR.、Um, finally, exiting average reality, right? And what happens is, until we can overcome the fear, some people actually fear success.、Mm. Success comes with a lot, 
right? But until you can overcome that average reality that you live in, no matter what you're on, once you become comfortable there, it becomes average. Anyone can live in average. Everyone can live in mediocrity, right? Then there's those outliers who consistently push themselves to go to the next level. And the thing about the human mind and the human body, it will go as far as you push it. As long as you believe in it, like you said, the only belief that matters is what do you believe you can do? I personally believe that there is nothing I cannot do. And for me, it's all about impact, purpose, fulfillment. Like the money is a byproduct of everything else. That isn't my focus. My focus is I have a knowledge and information that I know that can change lives, not just one life, not just like lives. And so the way that you change lives is by consistently learning, finding new ways to put that information out there, being able to open up, being able to be vulnerable because people need to connect. People connect to knowledge in the way that they can see two things that help people, imagery and vocabulary. So for me, it's always about how do I attain as much? It's always a challenge for me. How can I attain as much knowledge as I can because I love learning, but then how do I take that and be able to now reciprocate it or give it to somebody who may not understand calculus or trigonometry, but if I can give it to them in this way, they can say, oh yeah, I got it. And there's more people that struggled in the world that has become successful. So struggle has to become a language that I'm, I struggle. So that's the language I'm great at. So if I can break down things into a struggle language, now I make it the game winnable for everybody. What do you say to people that don't think they have enough money to invest? So the important thing for me to tell them is start where you are. You build a house brick by brick. If we look back at our situation, you see that was, you inherited that whatever it is, that poverty. You inherited that, that mindset, that idea of scarcity, that idea that you don't have enough money. You inherited that. Building wealth becomes a revolutionary act. Because now you start saying, I'm going to go against what I was taught. Right? And so I say it by starting with, $25. If you can do $25 a month, that's cool. If you can do $25 a week, that's cool. But what happens is once you start understanding the power of how your money works, you start saying, yo, I don't need to do that because that's taken away from this. Let me, that $25 will now become $50. Guaranteed. That $50 will now become $100 because you're going to start doing more with less. Invest in your first stock. It don't have to be a winner. It doesn't have to be a home run. It can be an AT&T stock that costs $26 right now. It may not be the best investment in the world, but you started, right? And the great thing about anything is you can't be great if you never go to practice. You can't hit 81 if you never get in the gym. So just get in the gym and then find somebody who can teach you. Be dedicated to understand the process. We have to understand the power in learning and being educated, man. Strength, leadership, power, Authority, guidance, patience are God's gift to us as men. Hundreds of people give up on their goals on a daily basis. And it's usually because they realized quickly after starting their journeys that they're alone. Nobody's waking them up in the morning. Nobody's pushing them when they start to make excuses. And nobody's patting them on the back when they hit a milestone. Stop relying on outside sources of inspiration, motivation, and support to f***ing get you there. Put your goddamn head down and take charge of your f***ing life.
true desire in the heart, that itch that you have, whatever it is you want to do, that thing that you want to do to help others and to, to grow and to make money, that desire, that itch, that's God's proof to you, sent beforehand already to indicate that it's yours. You can't get it because you want it. If you put in the work, they can't deny you. If you put in the work, they can't stop. Be great. Pursue your own version of happiness. Life always offers you a second chance. You know what it's called? Tomorrow. For far too long, you've been holding yourself back. It's just time for you to walk with purpose. It's time for you to walk into your gift. It's time for you to live your best life. It's wrapped in your capacity, your ability to believe in a dream even if nobody believes in you. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. If every time you go to bed of yourself, somebody hits you with a line like, why would you want to do that? You need to find another social circle. If I'm going to fall, I don't want to fall back on anything. I want to fall forward. Figure at least this way I'll see what I'm going to hit. We did not come this far to just break down and lose now. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. I'm telling you, the one thing you cannot get back is time. It is your greatest asset. I'd give somebody some of my money for a couple more years to be with my wife. Time is the greatest enemy. You think it is infidelity. The greatest enemy, you think it is finances. You think it is in-laws. You think it is differences. No, no, no. It is time. We've got to learn how to steward our time. We got to learn to tend to it, guard it, keep it. I just want to make sure that the life we got left, that is sweeter than the life that if I would give up or if I wasn't focused and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. So when you've been with somebody since you're 16 years old and they got a chronic illness, don't you know it's easy for me to go drink? It's rough. My life, it ain't what it used to be before she got sick. Like while God is blessing her, she still got MS. I lost five ounces of cancer. You don't think I could have smoked some weed? You don't think when I'm going through that pressure, I couldn't have broke? But you talked about it, mental toughness. It is in those times we have to be stronger than we've ever been before. Why? Because they need us more than they ever needed us before. And you guys are blessed in that you are the one percenters. Not many people want to be in your life who want the life that you have and you got it. And you're not taking it serious. Like you know how many people would die to have this life? You know how many people would die to be on the field on Sunday? You know how many people would die to eat the way y'all eat? You know how many people would die to have the gear y'all got? You know how many people would die to get on these planes and travel the world? You know how many people would die to have your life? And you got it. It's your life. You got it. What you gonna do with it? You gotta be able to see it when it cannot be seen. You have to see it happening. You have to believe in the unseen. Because if you can't believe in it, you will never manifest it. But when you believe in it, you, you demand the universe to assist you in what you're doing. And if you can see it before everybody else can see it, that it's going to eventually come to you. Forget about January, forget about February, forget about March, forget about April, forget about May, forget about June, forget about July, forget about August, forget about September. It's over. 
So forget about the past. Listen to me and make the rest of your life the best of your life. It's your boy ET. I know you can do it. I believe you can do it. Now go out there, get up, get out, go get some. Are you wasting your time or are you using your time wisely? You can replace money. You cannot get a year back. All you need to get where you're going, you already got it. Right? You already have it. All I need you to do is believe in yourself. Well, you say, E.T., my teacher don't believe in me. My own parents don't believe in me. Right? You don't listen to me. You don't need nobody else to make your dreams become reality. I don't need them to believe in me. I don't need them to encourage me. I don't need them to pump me up, to motivate me. I am my own motivation. All you need is a dream. All you need is a goal. Because once you get your goal, you activate it. You come alive. You come to life. You come alive. You are, you are, once you have a goal, you got something to wake up to. You got something to go to bed for, all right? What you are to be, you're now becoming. I earned the right to be here. I grinded to be here. I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning the last 13 years, giving out content every day. I deserve to be here. Don't talk to me like that. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? See, because I grind so hard, I work so hard, that when I get this opportunity, like, I don't play with it. I don't act like I deserve to be here. I think about my ancestors and what they went through, and that's why I'm here. So the first thing I need y'all to do is, and I know you sweet, but what I'm trying to tell you, this is different, this different, baby. This ain't high school. This ain't college. Like, this ain't for funsies. Like, this somebody's lifestyle, and people going out there getting it. And if something happens to you, I promise you, if something happened to you, as sweet as you are, you're going to be what? Come on, you got to talk back to me. You're going to be what? Replace, say it again. You gonna be what? That ought, that ought to scare you. That ought to scare you. That alone ought to make you wake up every day and say, I cannot afford to be replaced. And you running out of time. You don't, you don't know how much time you have. You keep telling yourself you got time and watch what happens now. On your mark, get set, go. You are running out of time, all right? I'm gonna say it again. You are running out of time. Two weeks, my man told his grandfather, I'm graduating two weeks later. Even before he literally marked his grandfather passed. Who's gonna pass in your life as you ask? Who's not gonna see you blow up? Who's not gonna see you accomplish your goals? Who's not gonna be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor with you? Who put in why? Cause you average. And one day you gonna be great, but you think you got time. You think you got time, AET, three years from now, five years from now. I'm telling you, you deserve to be great now. And not only do you deserve to be great, there's some people in your life. Listen to me, you're running out of time. That's right, you got a job and you knew at it. Yup, you knew at your job and you like, E.T., look, I just got here. I got forever. Listen to me very closely. You gotta hear me. You might be at that job another 10 years. You might be there another 20 years. But that opportunity, somebody's about to leave and get another job, hear me very closely. Somebody's about to quit. Somebody's about to get fired. And you will not, listen to me, you will not be ready at that particular moment to go to the next level. We're not talking about the job right now. We're talking about an opportunity. 
You never know when your opportunity is that opportunity. It may not be two years from now. It may not be three years from now. It may not be four years from now. Your opportunity might come in the next six weeks. Your opportunity to get your mama out of that neighborhood and get your mama into a new neighborhood. Listen to me, that opportunity might come in the next six months. The question is, will you be ready when that opportunity comes? So you're running out of time. One minute you're doing it, the next minute you're not. One month you're doing it, the next minute you're not. We're not talking about consistency right now. We talked about consistency before. We're not talking about consistency right now. I'm talking about residence. You gotta surrender to that thing. You can't be playing with it. You can't, should I quit? Should I give up? Or should I keep going? Listen to me, I can't tell you what you should do. But I'm gonna ask you this question, what's in your seed? This is not for the head, this is for the heart. What's the seed to you? What is it worth to you? What is it worth? What is it worth to you? Well, I don't know what your seed is. What? I don't know what your harvest is going to be when it's fully developed. I don't know if you should abort right now or not. I don't know if you should quit or you should give up, but I'm gonna ask you this, what's the value of your seed? I know my seed, I couldn't give up. Homeless, I still couldn't give up. 12 years to get there, I couldn't give up. I'm one class shy, the staff of the PhD. I can't give up, why? Because the value, what it's worth, what I put in. I put in too much, I've given too much, I sweat too much, I've given up sleep. I've given up friendship. I've given up, I've given up so much stuff that I had to get back later. Why? Because the value I put too much in it. What's it worth to you? What does it cost? What price have you paid for it? What, what has it cost you? And if it costs you something, then you better not quit until you get a harvest. You cannot get a year back. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.